0: Rob Moore. Hi, it's Rob Moore here and welcome to the Disruptive Entrepreneur podcast. I'm going to do something very different in this episode. So my brand new book Routine Equals Results has just gone live. It's going wild on uh, Amazon as we speak and I thought it'd be fun to do a little reading. I haven't read stories to people for a very long time other than my kids. And I'm going to read you the first four chapters. Now, they're very short. They're designed to be one to two page chapters that you can immediately implement. I think the whole book will take you 90 minutes to read, uh, but it will help you plan, manage and master your diary, time and life. So let's go. So the four chapters I'm going to read you are The Legend of Pebbles in a Jar. I set up the analogy of this famous story uh, and and, and add to it and extend it so that uh, you can basically... Put the tasks in your diary that are most important to you that get your highest return so that you can maybe work one fifth of the time and maybe earn or get leverage of up to five times. The second chapter is the delusion of time. And then I'll talk about the reality I think of it. The questions I get asked a thousand times, which I think you may relate to. Uh, And then the solutions to that. And then uh, the irony of more time and my wiser time model. W-I-S-E-R, the five models of time. So let me have a quick drink of water. Let's see how this experiment goes. Get yourself comfortable. Stay on. Don't go anywhere. uh, And let's have a little reading together. All right. So chapter one, the legend of pebbles in a jar. Legend has it that a philosophy, f- 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 look at me! I can't even get the first line. Legend has it that a philosophy professor once stood up before his class with a large, empty jar. He filled the jar to the brim with large rocks and asked his students, "Is this jar full?" The students collectively said, "Yes." He then added small pebbles to the jar and gave it a shake, so the pebbles could disperse themselves in between the larger rocks. Then he asked again, "Is the jar full now?" The students again collectively agreed that the jar was now full. He then poured sand into the jar to fill up all the remaining empty space. So you know where this is going. The students then agreed that the jar was completely full. I'm going to build on this legend and argue that you could get even more into the jar if you poured water into it. The professor explained that the jar represents your life. The rocks are equivalent to the most important projects and experiences you have, such as spending time with your family, maintaining good health, etc. These are the non-negotiable things you couldn't live without, or at least your life would lose meaning and vitality if you did. The pebbles represent the things in your life that matter, but you could live without. Yes, things like your career or business, house, hobbies, and friendships give your life meaning, but they're not critical to living or for you to have a meaningful life. These pebbles often come and go, and they're not permanent or essential to your overall well being. The sand represents the remaining filler or finer things in your life, like your material possessions. These could be small things such as TV, admin tasks. These things don't mean much to your life as a whole and can often consume or waste time for little happiness or fulfillment. The metaphor the professor is using uh, means that if you start with putting sand into the jar, you will not have room for the rocks or the pebbles. This holds true with the things that you let into your life. If you spend all of your time on the small and insignificant things, you'll run out of room for the things that are actually important. The water I've added represents the things other people demand of you or they make you do or the things you do for others, but you don't do for yourself. It's that familiar feeling when you get to the end of the day and realise you've got nothing significant of your own done. Instead, you've just run around for everybody else. In order to have a more effective or efficient life, fill your jar with your most important rocks first because they're critical to your long-term well-being and life management. Then fill the space with pebbles, then sand, and then put a lid on it before someone else fills it with water. This book will take you through the steps for working out what your personal rocks, pebbles, sand and water are and then help you design this jar system for your life to plan your time, your day and your diary around this for complete control and making it watertight. Chapter two then, time delusion. I realise how bad I am at reading when I have to actually do it. You can't manage time, it's a delusion. Time may well be infinite. It certainly ticks on regardless of what you do. You have no bearing or impact on time. You can't start it, you can't stop it, you can't pause it, you can't rewind it. You can't gain it, you can't lose it. So in that sense, time management has a somewhat sadistic irony. We all want more time, but we can't create it. We all want to make the best of it, but we end up wasting so much of it, sometimes in the pursuit of trying to make the best of it. It's like working all your life to save money and time in order to have some money and time, only to get to the end of your life and have no money and time. So, time is very much a human construct. I personally sometimes struggle to fathom such things as how a fly that lives maybe only for a month perceives time. Does the fly perceive time as as we do, and as such live a terribly short life? I doubt it. According to Andrew Jackson, an evolutionary ecologist at Trinity College, Dublin... (laughs) The smaller the animal, the slower, as perceived by us, that they perceive time. So the fly perceives time up to seven times more slowly than we do. But this is based on our own perception and meaning of time. So just because the fly only lives for a month, that doesn't mean it doesn't live a meaningful, fulfilling life, at least from the fly's perspective. And then there's infinity. How can we even begin to grasp what infinity time feels like or infinite time feels like? But this is not for this particular book. But what the infinite can give us is a deeper meaning to the finite. If time is indeed infinite, then your life is but a magnesium flash and then it's all over. It's this juxtaposition of the finite against the infinite that gives time meaning. It's short compared to the never ending and it's limited compared to the limitless. So if you're just tuning in again on the live, I'm reading sections of routine equals results, which has gone live today. Three massive bonuses for launch day as well, including if you're listening to the podcast, being able to come to the 300th episode live where I'm going to interview not one but two massive celebrity successful guests. That's for the first 200 people who get a copy of Routine Equals Results. Okay, if we didn't have limited time, we wouldn't desire fulfilling life. The finite gives time a scarcity that drives us to create, achieve and matter. The finite pushes us to pass on a legacy and immortalise our lives. So I see time as a countdown clock. Rather than starting from zero and counting upwards, it starts with the predetermined number of years, months, weeks, days, hours, minutes and seconds that you have in your life. When you're born, the clock starts counting down. You can't pause it. You can't control it. You can't manage it. But you can watch it, spend it, invest it and leverage it. You can maximise it or you can waste it. All right, then. So if you can't manage time, what can you manage? You can manage your life. Time management is, in fact, life management. You can manage your energy. You can manage your emotions. You can manage your priorities. You can manage your productivity. You can manage your day. You can manage your diary. You can manage your discipline. You can manage what you do. You can manage what you delegate. You can manage what you defer. You can manage what you accept. And you can manage what you reject into or out of your life. You can manage your routine, your routines to, uh, to drive your results. And that's what this book is about, which leads me to a question. I've been asked no less than a thousand times. So let's move on to chapter three. Let me have a quick sip of water. So much pressure doing, uh, I don't like normally uh, reading publicly. So I'm getting asked on the live feed. How do I order one? You just go to amazon.co.uk search routine equals results. Or well, routine equals results, Rob Moore. Um, in fact, I could probably get you a link. I may, I'll go and nip and get Tom in a minute and get you a link. Oh, I was looking for my phone and I'm doing a live feed on it. All right, chapter three then. The question I get asked a thousand times. I'm doing a reading from routine equals results. Rob, dot, dot, dot. How do I manage my time better? How do I stop wasting my time? How do I stop myself from feeling overwhelmed? How do I stop getting constantly distracted? How do I stop people interrupting me all the time? How can I be more efficient and productive? How do I know what to prioritise when it's all urgent? How do I balance work, family and social life? How do I stop feeling guilty about where I'm spending my time? How do I maintain consistency? How do I value my time? How can I have a better quality of life? How do I manage my diary when there aren't enough hours in the day? I know what I've got to do, but how do I actually do it? I'm working hard, so why aren't I getting the results that I want? Why do I always have too much to do and not enough time to do it? Why do I start so many things and never finish them? Why do I always want to get my hair cut every time I do something important or want to do something important? Okay, so that last one I added because that's a bit of a thing of mine. But all of these questions I get asked really regularly and the answer to all of them is the same Uh, which i've detailed in this book routine equals results so if you've ever asked any of these questions you're not alone you're normal we're all wrestling with the demands of life and the demands of others that they put on you and the demands that you put on yourself so the purpose of this book is threefold one to answer all of these questions in a way no other book has done before two to give you a daily diary routine and that's the important part it's not just a conceptual this physical time management plan diary management plan Uh, Let me work out which chapter that is for you so you know. So it is chapter 16. That's the longest chapter where you go through and compartmentalise your entire diary. Okay, so it's to give you a a daily diary routine that you can design to fully work for you. And to have this book uh, to refer to um, from time to time when you want to redo your diary. Uh, And also for me to have this book to be able to give to people or rather uh, direct people on Amazon when I get asked a thousand times about it. So that's the threefold purpose of the book. So this is not a conceptual time management book. This is a daily routine life planning book with templates, logs and structure to help you form bespoke systems that create routines that lead to habits that get results. This is not a book about the hustle, the grind, the 10x baby and working 18 hours a day. Sure, you have to work hard enough not to have to work hard, but working harder and longer doing the wrong things only leads to worse results that took longer and wasted more energy and time to get there. This is a book about being smart, productive and ruthlessly efficient to get the most done in the shortest amount of time. It's about a book about planning your rocks, your pebbles, your sand and your water. To be organised, prioritised and systemised in your day and your diary to to design your ideal balanced life. To be able to get five times as much done in one fifth of the time. To earn five times the money uh, in one fifth of the time. It's about second guessing your time drains and building systems and routines that protect you from yourself and the time drains and demands around you. It's about life management, not time management. After all, what would you likely do with more hours in a day? Okay, so I'm then going to do chapter four. This will be the last chapter, so stay tuned. Um, And this is now where you start to sort of get uh, less of what's coming in the book and more of what's actually in the book. All right. So chapter four, the irony of more time and my wiser model, W-I-S-E-R. Be honest. What would you do if there were 25 hours in a day? Because most people would fill that extra hour with the same shit they'd filled for the previous 24. People think they need more time. The reality is they don't. And you don't. Or at least You don't need to need more time. Let go of this fantasy. Catch yourself out when you say it to yourself and give yourself a slap. You've had all this time already. Remember the paradox of time. The more you are given, the less scarce it is and the lower the drive to do much with it. So you need to maximise the time that you have. So there are five ways to experience time, and I call this wiser. W is waste. I is invest. S is spend. E is enjoy. And R is rest. Waste, invest, spend, enjoy, rest. So I'm going to explain these. Some of them are self-explanatory, of course. So waste, you know when you waste time because you have the internal feedback mechanism of your emotions to tell you such. Given too much time, people tend to have no scarcity to do much with it. The longer a deadline, the less urgency there is to get more productive and to get things done until the last day or the last hours. Time could be wasted by arguments, defensiveness, envy, needless spending, unnecessary worry jobs for others that don't serve you, some procrastination, and things that you strongly dislike. The forthcoming chapters of this book will help you minimise time wastage and therefore the frustration and the guilt that comes after the time that you wasted. So the second is invest of the wiser model. Invested time gives you a recurring residual or passive benefit. Use the time once and earn on the time on an ongoing basis or maybe even forever. It's time that gives security. It's time that gives freedom. It's time that gives leverage. And it's time that gives fulfilment. This could be raising your kids. This could be social time. It could be family time you enjoy. It could be planning, property investment. uh, It could be building a business. It could be creating systems. It could be hiring, leading, inspiring. It could be education. It could be philanthropy. If it gives you some kind of physical or emotional ongoing return, then it's time invested. So the third one of the WISER model is S, which is spend. Spent time is time that gives you some return, but no ongoing residual benefit. This is often time spent doing necessary things like working for a living, house and DIY chores, taxiing the kids all over the world, traveling and so on. If you can turn some of your spent time into invested time, then you'll preserve the the precious commodity that continually counts down throughout your life. So the fourth, the E of the WISER model is enjoy. This is time for doing what you love. Time to play, time to travel, time to create. Time to exercise, time to learn, time to read, time to socialise. Whatever it means to you. So a well-balanced routine equals results. Uh, Life will enable you to merge your invested and enjoyment time together to do more of what you love uh, and to love more of what you do. To merge your passion and your profession, your vocation and your vacation. It is possible if you plan your life in the right way. And then five is rest. So I've changed my tune on this as I've matured. Um, like a stinky cheese. (laughs) I used to work, 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 even taking pride in boasting about how hard I worked and wearing it like a badge of honour. From my mid-twenties to my early thirties, my only rest was when I got ill once a year and I burned out. We all need time to rest and recover as long as it doesn't drift off into wasted time. Sometimes rest can be time invested, uh, like strategy, planning, setting goals or going on holiday. Or it can be pure rest, like just completely tuning out, being with loved ones, recharging, planning, thinking, making space, observing, calibrating, being present to breathe everything in that gives life colour and meaning. So as we move forward to creating your results routine, be more aware and uh, be more wise using the wiser model of where you're spending using your time, how you can minimise wastage and leverage time together, like investing and enjoying. You are a master of your time destiny as long as you know the difference between being busy, being efficient and being effective. And that is the subject of chapter five, which is busy, efficient or effective. So uh, if you go on to Amazon.co.uk, in fact, the link is tinyurl.com forward slash R equals R. So that's the letter R equals spelt E-Q-U-A-L-S and then the letter R to 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 symbolise routine equals results. tinyurl.com R forward slash R equals R or search routine equals results Rob Moore on Amazon. Uh, grab yourself a copy of the book and you can get those three big bonuses. First 200, they get... Two uh, VIP tickets for a live intimate evening with me on my 300th podcast episode where I'm going to get not one but two really special guests. I'm going to interview one of them, take a break, do a big Q&A, uh, book signings, hanging out in the bar and then interview the second one, deep q and A. I I might even bring in some of my podcast friends and do a, sort of a live podcast on the sort of podcasting world. I'm also giving away my eight hour eight module business income builder blueprint um, audio program that I've sold uh, for 100 quid many times over. Uh, and uh, that's how to to go from zero to a 10 million pound business. Now, of course, it's not going to happen overnight, and you know I can't give you everything in eight hours, but everything I could give you in eight hours is in there, and you'll get that hosted online. And then I've got like an online bonus bundle of time management apps, software, systems, and checklists that I'll keep adding to for life. And you get all of that if you buy the book on launch day. So let me um, let you know some of the other chapters. So let's have a look here. And thanks for tuning in on the live, by the way. Um, so chapter five is busy, productive, efficient, or uh, effective. Like I said, each, each chapter is just one or two pages designed to, re- I reckon you could read the whole book in 90 minutes. You read chapter one, implement, read chapter two, implement, read chapter three, implement, set an action, set a system. Um, the only things that take time are chapters eight and 10, which are your 20 day work log and your 20 day, uh, energy log, or rather your 21 day work log. And you're to- I should stop this, talking so fast. 21-day work log, 21-day energy log. So you want to give yourself three weeks to do those. But everything else can be pretty much implemented straight away. Uh, There is key life areas, key result areas, and income-generating task chapters. Systems, routines, habits, and results chapters. Who rules your world and how to take that ruling back. How to compartmentalise your diary, which is the longest chapter, which is basically set a diary system, set your recurring entries, set your your rocks, your stones, your sand, um, outsource everything else. Um, the systems uh, that you need to manage your diary, the template that you can then have outsourcers manage for you, time and task batching, net time leverage, location freedom, micro-retirements, to leverage lists, the Pomodoro technique, conducive environments, isolating yourself, accountability, periodic cleanses, cleanse-outs and resets, and then further re sources. So go on Amazon, get this now. Uh, thanks for tuning into the live. If you're not subscribed to my podcast as a Disruptive Entrepreneur, make sure you go do that on iTunes or Stitcher. And if you're listening to the podcast episode, go on Amazon, get the book. And thanks for being a, a listener, a follower. Uh, I'm really grateful to you. You are awesome. And remember, if you don't risk anything, you risk it.